So I'll talk a little bit about um, sphere, base, field, these uh, terms. So this is a more holistic reference than a particular point or an object. So we say the would be the sphere of neither perception or non-perception. It means the whole realm of consciousness when it's at that particular level. We talk about the sphere of hearing, which means everything can be heard, including the sounds, the sense of hearing, and um, you know that is the attention, the consciousness coming out through hearing, and the ear base, you know, the organ of the, you know, the receptor of that, receiver of that. So it's this kind of holistic reference, and this is what we live with, but, but actually we live with many fields. You know, the six sense bases, or five external, and then all the fields of the mind. Different. Depending on ethical quality, that, that sustains a particular field of merit, you might say. It means that one's living in a certain merit, of course, is a not very easy term to come to manage, but field of goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, so we try to keep establish that ethical, and then you have the field of, um, say, restraint, calm, samadhi, or steady. So you, you know, it's not a particular object; it's a whole realm that you move around it, and you start to operate in that way. So, just is this disturbing the sense of composure or, or friendliness or purity, or you know, because the mind has these different fields. And senses, we're actually building up a unified field that's both got that um, firmness of composure, collectedness, you know, gathering together. It's pure, it's ethically you know, clear and conscientious, it's friendly, it's warm, uh, and it's, it's generally it's got this pleasant quality to it. You know, it's a field of merit. Mm-hmm. Not a particular point, but it's a whole domain. So you notice within that, you know, when something comes up, disrupts it, you know, ugly thought or a or a, something of this nature. Oh, that's a ripple. You can feel it. Oh, it doesn't feel very good. So you you kind of go back to your centre, your basic organising principle, and calm, steady that. So the fields are based upon, a, say, an organising principle or centre. So obviously the ethical field is based upon the principle of to others as to myself, hiriotapa, conscience and concern. Yeah. The field of samadhi is based upon the four foundations of mindfulness. That's it. means you... It's, hmm? So... That's its all. So when you lose it, you go back to mindfulness. Where am I? What's happening right now? Come out of the generalizations, the proliferations to specifically be with this, uh, 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 you know, and then it starts to stabilize and you get that stabilizing effect. That's what sati does. It, it, or it establishes the, the foundation for samadhi. And samadhi is a field effect. And obviously the body itself has it does the same thing. You have if you 
uh, understand the way that bodies are formed. You start out with one cell, <laughs> and then it starts to divide and split and form. So you've got to kind of like you, a central thing, and it starts to continually split and bifurcate and diversify. And yet it's all unified around this basic core you know, theme. And uh, what arises in beings is what's called a midline, which means that, that all, all of us are roughly symmetrical, you know, and it's both sides coordinate around a center mid, called a midline. It's approximately the spinal axis. Yeah. So the body organizes itself, it coordinates itself. You don't have to do it. It, it generates this sense of, oh, this is the whole thing. The bits move together. The left hand, the right hand, know what the other one's doing. Unless you've got some damage somewhere. So you have a midline or a center, and then a field arises around it. Body field extends um, even beyond the physical flesh boundaries to something around that. So we operate within what feels like my space, you know, roughly hands, arms length around. Anything comes within that, you get some sense of, hey, it's coming close, what's happening? It's reachable or it could be, you know, it's going to cause me pleasure or pain. So there's a certain heightening in the field when something comes close. You know, it's an intelligence that, that knows that. So this is really when we um, begin, as we beginning again, always with that basic meditation, you come into the center. Call it centering yourself, sitting on the ground, standing, central axis. Where am I? Where's the where's the center point of this? We use sitting upright, so the spine is important. Not just the physical, but the quality of uncompressed, you know, hunched over, it's not sagging, it's bright. You know, so that establishes the, the center line, gets established very consciously and clearly with sati, with mindfulness, around, around the midline. And then around that, as you keep establishing that, you get the sense of the, the structures of the body can start to loosen and organize themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not pinched in your chest or you're not compressed in your head or something. You get this almost like the body unfolds around that midline. As we all recognize in our daily lives that that, that midline is something, it's there, but we, it's kind of the home base. And you will often move away from that because we're physically engaged with something, reaching out for something, or we get caught in the objects that we see around us and the pull towards them. Or you get certain physical damage or compression, so it feels kind of disorganized. But the point is you keep coming back to that upright spinal sense. And just by doing that and relaxing, it will start to organize itself. It starts to come together again because it's got a natural uh, quality. That's its nature. It will come back to that. When it does, you feel settled. There's a, there's a somewhere in there, there's a sense of a stillness or a settledness. 
When we do breathing, you tune into the rhythm of that, and the rhythm of the breathing um, becomes a midline. It basically moves up and down that energetic midline. And as you, as you collects, and it maybe sits in one particular point or area, and then from there you can start to um, widen to include the whole field, body field. By this it means, you know, um, the sense of your body. With it, we may we sit, we may recognize, how do I know I have a chest, or a belly, or an arm, and you feel, oh, it feels kind of pinched there, or feels like it's not present. So you, just by this, it's not physical, it's more energetic, it's more intelligence-based. So we just as we're breathing and we're mindful, attuned to the whole body, and just that attunement helps to the breath energy to organise the body. It's not consciously done. You can you can um, you know you can incline because it can get blocked. So you you start to ask yourself, you know, when I'm breathing in and out, how wide am I? How tall am I? Yeah. Is something holding me in? Something kind of pressing in or pushing down or contracted. So you want to get it to be as, feel as, as wide and tall as it, you know, it doesn't have to be particularly wide, but it has to feel that it's nothing pressurized. So the body field becomes free of that particular, those obstructions. And always coming back to the center, you know, that, that's where the health is going to come from. That's where the, the good energy is going to come from, coming back to the center. But with that inclination to widen, to uh, get the fullness of the body, the entirety of it, sabakaya. Mm-hmm. And there's places where it, you know, it gets closed. So very gently breathing and out through these places where we feel tight closed, numb. And the quality, again, bearing in mind the sense of uh, you know, the mental purity and friendliness. So all those have their effects. You unify the mind and the body around this base. In the Buddha gave a teaching on emptiness. Gave a couple of um, suttas in the Majjhima on emptiness. One of them describes uh, this process of cleaning fields, clearing the fields. So he goes, you know, someone goes to a, a forest and they recognize this whole area of forest is devoid of elephants and people playing trumpets and village disturbances, it, it's empty to that, in that respect. It's empty of that kind of disturbance. There's just a sense of feel, forest. You know? So you, you know, you're aware of that. And you recognize what's not there and you, and you consciously acknowledge in the absence, the emptiness of that particular disturbance. So therefore the mind tends to unify around the presence of forest. You know? 
with its qualities of naturalness, its qualities of um, unforced, it's not intrusive, it's quiet, it's gentle. So you pick up those qualities. And it empties of other things. And he goes on to extend this this, uh, process through elemental properties such as the earth element. So we feel the body, the solidity of that, the pressure of the floor beneath us, you know, it's actually, they're pretty much the same in, in terms of their earthiness. They both have a sense of solidity. So th- there's this, it's just this sense of solid base, like that. And then right here in that, here there are no newspapers, there's no tomorrow, there's no got to do, there's no memories, there's no regrets. It's just this void of that, it's just this. Mm-hmm. So bringing one's mind to the fullness of that particular sphere, the earth sphere, we empty out of these disturbances. If these disturbances come in, we go back to that centralizing principle, earth. Hmm. Earth, 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 or fire, or water, or breathing. Hmm. So you go back to the central thing and you just... Yeah, well, this stuff about who I am and what I was, that's, that's the disturbance of this particular field. You know, you're emptying it. But of course, we have to go back to the organizing principle, the central point, to keep reestablishing it. This is, you know, basic meditation, isn't it? But really to also see the emptiness. Emptiness can be, um, you know, uh, quite a highfalutin term, but in, in this sense, it just means something isn't there. We feel the sense of the relief, and taking in that is a sense of uh, comfort and a unifying because we unify around what what what, our, what this particular field is about. Now you notice, round if we use the centralizing principle, I am, then those fields get very, very disturbed, because there's just, it's it's pain, pleasure, passion, worry, future, tomorrow, uh, yesterday, what I am, what I should be. There's a whole lot of stuff, and it doesn't really organize <laughs> in a calm, a calm, steady way it's 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 always having to be held together it doesn't come together by itself this is why this self-view doesn't work it's not as if it's evil it can be wrong but it just doesn't work in terms of establishing a field there's nothing stable about it and it's also we can see that in certain situations we don't even need it, really. Yeah. Now, not to say that this sense is completely irrelevant, but to take the opportunity when it's not necessary just to, just to be, find another field to graze in. 
you know, just like that, isn't it? And that helps to dislodge some of the disturbances that can be so embedded in this um, eye field. You know, the fear or the need or the sadness or the whatever, you know, these disturbing things. We start, we don't need that anymore. You can organize, going back to the basic. You've been born, body, and uh, may you be well. You were born with something that looks after you, you know, basic biogenetic system that, that is there to sustain itself. And we were born in some kind of quality of human concern and tenderness and support. You know, so we always go keep going back to that sense and take the time to just kind of, oof. Yeah. I mean, this stuff doesn't drip, fall off that easy. But you've got to keep focusing that way. Notice the times when it's not there, the absence of that. So we don't keep going back to the same chronicle of uh, confusion and pick the story up again. <laughs> it's an unending story. <laughs> The Buddha uses his image, which is a nice one. He says, imagine the hide of a bull. You know, they've killed a bull and they take the skin off it. You've got this bull's hide and then you um, you peg it out. So you, you kind of put some holes in it and you peg it out so it's stretched. And then all those wrinkles and creases that are in that bull's hide, just by stretching it and smoothing it, they come out. So it's this sense of stretching out or smoothing out the hide, the skin. Again, this is very much a field reference. We're not looking at a particular point. We're looking at the wholeness of that. Smoothing out, stretching out, widening the whole field. And then those various blemishes, crinkles, creases, and so forth disappear. This is a very different model from, say, you know, getting in there and cutting them out or patching them up. Now, you know, our attitude can be one of, of you know, getting rid of our defilements and so forth, which is true, but there's different ways of eliminating. So this is not cutting out or shoving out, but smoothing out. Brushing off. Widening. Stretching it. And again, you're stretching it, you don't want to rip the thing apart. So it's a, it's a gentle, steady, as far as it will stretch you know, without being torn. You're not trying to make it bull's hide the size of a, as of a football field. But just, you know, so it's not compressed. So it points to this sense that there is a kind of a natural boundary, you might say, natural, use a metaphor again, a natural size, natural sphere, natural field, um, where these 
contractions and pressures are gently soothed out. And noticing the emptiness that this one, this thing isn't here. This is void of the disturbances of, you know, noise, sounds, this, that, this, that. And there is progress, and of course, as we recognize most of the Buddha's teachings, he goes through different, you know, stages, and he's sort of in touch with the first one, and then by the time it, three, you know, sentences later, he's up in neither perception or non-perception. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that was a bit quick. <laughs> but the general thing is, it's kind of sense of winding. And then, but then you come to the turning point. The turning point, he says, well, then you get this field, which is, you know, really, really pure and wide, spacious. There's not a little fleck of dust in it. It's completely soothed. And then you see, well, this is just that. There's nobody in this. It's just this. (laughs) And that's the turn. That's the turn of insight. You know, when it's all crinkled and folded up, you can't see in those shadows. And you feel like somebody in there, you know struggling to get out or somebody held or somebody caught or somebody needing something you know in all that twisting up in the shadows is the experience that somebody's in there because that that's the feeling of compression and contraction and grasping and being held that energy creates this this division which means that some sense of being in there when it's smoothed out Just this. There isn't somebody in here who needs to get out, or somebody here who's got it and holding it together, or somebody here who's achieved it, or somebody who's gone to another plane somewhere else. It's just this. And said, so This is the descent into complete emptiness. So this is the highest emptiness, emptiness of this uh, disturbance or the results of disturbance of self. So then you have the sphere unconditioned, um, not grasped, not held. not. Um. So it's that turn. And... You know, I think it's really important just to get the the fundamental principle that, like, you know, we're always in a field where it's a visual sense, being in a room, being in a place, some other things around a center which is occupied by experience of me in this. And within that field, there's going to be certain, oh, that looks interesting, I don't, you know, resistances, pressures inclinations, uncertainties, wavering, wobbling, movement like that. There's the field. It's kind of, it's got that in it. Now, can I just go back to the center of may I be well, may you be well, you know, that kind of, and just start to spread that. See if that affects. We take a message from the center point, you know, then, then you, that generates field of skill. If you take the message from the self, 
view, it doesn't. Because, well, how am I going to be with that? And wonder if she needs something from me and you know all that goes on or we take the message from external things like that's a nice one of those or oh that looks interesting or something other then again you don't you're not generating from the center you're generating it from a either um you know the, the very um crinkles themselves which is a sense of self or from particular objects external objects so why you you know that sense of with the visual field auditory conceptual what's the what's the basic organizing principle within that you know, don't just get it once but it's many times establish it center it do it over months years basic organizing principle you know Morality, kindness, composure. Very, you know, not not complicated stuff. Seemingly somehow almost like, well, ineffective. Not because it doesn't deal with all the complexities. You know, may I be well, may you be well. What's that going to do with global warming and yada, yada, yada? But, <laughs> but the centre, you've got to get the centre... When it permeates the field, will have its effects. Hmm. See, the, organ, the central principle will not deal with your, you know, your fingernails and all that. But if your center of your body is, is healthy, it will send the energies out that will deal with those extremities. Mm. similarly you know extending that of course if you had a group of humans generating fields of loving kindness and compassion and concern and so forth then you do you know get big field effects Mm. very powerful ones just had all these kind of revolutions in the Middle East and you know why? Why was there a tipping point? Who knows? It got to the point when sort of people have finally had enough. <laughs> or, and then there's some kind of gathering together around a principle of that, and suddenly this whole thing starts shifting and moving. And who knows exactly why, but there's a, you know, like a, a tipping point. So these things do happen in societies. Uh, of course, most societies have very, got very poor organizing center. You know, they're quite confused and contaminated. But something like that, you know, may I be well in the ethical sense, is not complicated. Uh, you know, it's very fundamental. We can all know what that means. We all know what that is. So whatever... Our society, culture, history, we all know what that one is. We can come back to that. So that's it, very steady, very secure. And then just from there to myself, to others, to this body, to others, to my mind, and to others. And then just, you know, keeping that organizing principle very, very strong. So then we're not just kind of caught in a particular 
technique or system, you know, but, but really, you know, which we would like to feel there are, you know, systems and techniques that can help, but the fundamental organizing principle is not technique or a system. It's more basic than that. It can be the channel through which you distribute all you, those, those energies. Walking, standing, sitting, lying down, being with others, being with oneself, being busy, being not busy, having nothing to do with, you know, whatever. You keep the gen- same principles there. And then when you, you know, close the external senses, you try to gain the same principle in, in the mind. People coming into your mind, uh, you know, you have difficulties with or whatever, may they be well. People you have sorrow for, may they be well. It's kind of most acknowledging that. And, mm, problems with yourself, may I be well. Mm, it's that sense of widening so that we're not trying to get rid of all these people, these thoughts and these impressions. We're receiving them in something that's uh, gentle and, uh, and allowing. Mm. And you, you know, coming back to the body, but, uh, you know, it's in a way it's very simple, but you just got to know, you know, what your field is. work within that a lot can be done in terms of attitude general inclination and intention it's not accumulation it's not conquest it's not elimination it's not surgery we're trying to do something more holistic embracing settling absolving releasing Hmm. And then picking up the centering in the body. The two working together. Noticing the kind of things that throw one out. Suddenly the voltage changes. We get electrified. spin out into future, past, self and other. Okay, so then just widening to receive that, just like you're catching this debris, carefully catching it, just softening, letting that come back, letting it fall back. So, even though one may not feel particularly concentrated, there can be a, a general calming and uh, non-pressurized quality to the field. And the, this is, Buddha says, you know, when you have gladness in your mind, then your body starts to feel refreshed and relaxed. When your body feels more relaxed and steady, then your your mind will feel happy. When your mind is happy, it will will concentrate, it will stabilize. So, 
moral goodness, conscience and concern is the, is the base for this gladness, pomoja. Gladness is the base for uh, body, steadying. Body steadying is the base for mental, emotional, energetic ease. And that is the base for concentration. Now, you know, it may be in fact that we have lived morally and skillfully and so forth, but we're not recollecting it. We're not in touch with it. We've gone off into some doubt. That's why even, you know, when one has done good, and I many times I've seen this myself and others, you have done good, you have kept precepts, you have been good, but still something feel guilty or worried or something you might have said or might have done or didn't do or could have done better three years ago you know it's this worry doubt you know and you're never going to get to the end of it on a legal basis (laughs) a right and wrong you're going to get back to the basis of there is this sense of conscience and concern there is this sense of virtue it's not. It's not just an idea. It's not a law. It's a natural flower. I would call it a flower. Sila. We have that. You come back to that quality, and then you see these shadows disappear. As oh well, you know, okay. So I lost it. So start again. It's that's. It's over. You know. It's over. And that, the gladness, because then we see the, the emptying out of doubt, worry, self-aversion, defensiveness, mistrust. There's empty of that. And then it's full of this, full of the fragrance of virtue. And you take that in, drink it in. Mm. Take it into your nerve endings, and uh, so you know it's this very you know steady and thorough process of cleaning the field. And by this, when the conscious seeing the fruitions of that, what isn't there, and what is there, then the field changes. The whole field shifts. It settles, it stabilizes, it gets calmer, it gets deeper by itself. You don't have to push it. 